This is season five of the Foyne Jones Show and this season we are getting back to business. In episode five, I'm joined by the brilliant John Davis of Smeg UK. You know what? That theme tune gets better and better and better. Here we go again. We are about to record episode five of season five of the Foy and Jones show. This series, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are going or getting back to business and we've got a very, very special guest in the studio today. Um, if I had a wish list of VIPs from our set two I'd like to invite or a, a dream brand that you'd like to get on the show to talk about, this gentleman represents one of them. To make it even more special, you've probably, cho- you've probably chosen the worst possible weather to come down to the season. Side uh, beside the sea, but John from Schmeg UK, John Davis, you've come all the way down from Oxfordshire. Welcome to our recording studio in Plus X Brighton. Welcome to the Foy and Jones Show. Thank you very much, and welcome to sunny Brighton. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there, there might be a bit of sun. There might be a bit of sun. We're recording this in Armageddon-like weather outside, but the sun's shining in the studio with our producer Charlie, isn't it, Charlie? Yeah, it's bright. You know, it is, and absolutely. this is and this is belated because I, I owe John a huge apology, and I've, I've said it already. But I'll say it on air. You missed out on the lockdown diaries. Um, I felt I felt guilty. I wasn't sleeping at night, so we made sure we'd uh, we made sure we get you in. And this episode for the listeners, I think, is going to be very special because we're gonna we're going to John bring you as a person to life. And you've got you've got ten plus, maybe eleven years of service in, in the position. So we're going to get to know you. Then we're going to explore what marketing right now is like in the world of fashion, in the world of appliances, in, in the world of creativity, which you are. Um, we've got to talk about the bus stops, you know, because the bus stops, like, they, you know, that, that was genius. Uh, so we talk about creative marketing for a, for a, for a world-renowned brand. Um, I've got something special to talk about because it caught my eye earlier this week. And uh, we're going to just touch on the industry and what we expect for next year. So first and foremost, John, how are you, the family? You uh, you enjoying being back to business? In, yeah, really, really enjoying it. Um, for us, we're an Italian company and um, we actually have family owned and run. So for us, being in um, in lockdown was, was different. Um, not being in the office as much, um, being a, a very sort of office focused business um, with a lot of dialogue with, with the teams. Um, for me, it was it was brilliant to to be back in the office, to be mixing with colleagues, to be getting out and about into London. Um, it was great, yeah. yeah. I mean, and that, we spoke last night, and you you was you was on the train into London. I yeah, thought, in yeah. the train into London. Yeah, you was on the train into PR London. PR event yesterday. The PR event. You're down here today, and 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 uh, last episode with with Philippa, one of the things we were talking about is just nice to hug people again. It's just nice to be able to to yeah. fist bump, but to see people. And one of the the big things we wanted to do with this series was make it real again and get people in the same room and, and bring their experiences to life. And, and you've got a background in, in your current role and, and, I'll, and I'll let you in tell people what you do because it's 11 years service, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 11 years service at SMEG um, and literally it is, it's the dream job. Um, I don't feel like it, I'd, I'd have done less for murder and I, and I think for me it's one of those that um, you, 
it, it makes me get up in the morning. It, mm. It's one of those jobs that um, I think think when I'm driving home about the things I need to do the following day, it goes out the window by the morning. It's um, a fast-paced business with lots of ideas, um, things changing. There's strategy, of course, there is, like any any organisation, but on the whole, um, we make it fun. We don't take ourselves too seriously. The brand's cool, um, and uh, we have some fun with it. And I go back to those, thank you, sir, but I go back to, you know, I, I think, you know, the early 2000s when, when the brand first arrived, you know, for, to me. I mean, I'm talking when it first arrived in my world, and I'll talk you through it. It arrived during um, during a, a small property we, we purchased in Fulham, which needed a lot of refurb, and part of that was the open plan kitchen living, very, very kind of what you expect in a London terrace property. Um, but with that came the statement fridge. And, and, and there was only ever going to be one statement fridge. And it was a bright orange fridge. One of your beautiful products, a bright orange fridge. And that was my introduction into the brand. It mm. was the, and it was the sense, it was the statement piece of that whole extension, mm. you know, because the, the, fit, the fittings, the dressings were, were all around it. But if yeah. someone had said to me a couple of years before, you're going to spend, it still is, but for me, it was an awful lot of money at the time, mm. on a bright orange fridge. I would have thought they were quite... You know, not 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 really all there. Why would you do it? But but it arrived, then it arrived and announced itself amazingly. What's the journey been like since then for you as a business? Well, interestingly as well, the journey at that time was we launched in '97 yeah. um, and uh, we launched at KBB and KBB. The audience at KBB um, it was really mixed, mixedly received in in a way, in, in the sense that people weren't used to. A, really colourful, bold, curvy fridge. Yeah. Um, they were used to a white fridge or a brown or green fridge. And and we changed the perception of what a fridge could be and how you could feel about a fridge. Um, it went from being a very functional item that kept your, stuff co- your fridge stuff cold to something that was a statement of who you were. And mm. um, that was the fundamental shift. It took a couple of years for the industry to accept it. And um, we had the courage and convictions as a brand to keep going because we felt that it was game-changing. Um, and obviously ever since, it's collected a lot of awards. It's been put in the homes of famous celebrities and politicians and fashionistas. Um, and, and it's helped us um, present the brand and open up doors mm. ever since. But it's earned that right, though, as well, hasn't it's it? It's earned right. that right. I mean, I, I remember when we, were, when, when we made our purchase. So we were looking at Union Jack. We were looking at the, you know, mm. all the different colours, and, and it was the orange one. And, I mean, I mean be fair, that fridge was still centrepiece in that property. And we rented it out from, I mean, we moved out in 2007. So we rented it out, I think, from 2007 to 2020. So it was la- last year. So, so and it was, it was sold with the property when, when finally the property was sold. And it was, and the feedback was always, wow, look at that. Absolutely. And, and, it, and it stood alone, it stood there, and it, and it just had that, it had that X factor. Yeah. And that's why the fashionistas, the celebrities, the, the influencers want to be seen with it. But but where, where does that does that start from Italy that that creativity absolutely yeah. yeah I mean the Italian head head office for Smeg um, is in a region of of inspiration um, fashion brands around is it us, like, like Disneyland it's not really it's, no. it's much more subtle than that yeah. in a way but very understated but there's there's just so much 
so much attention to detail for design. Mm. And um, in in the region in which Smeg is based, uh, Max Mara, the fashion label, um, and you've got people like Ferrari and Maserati. So there's huge elements of design um, inspiration. One of the actual um, cornerstones of the of where the fridge came from was the the classic Vespa Lambretta look, yeah. the colours that that um, associated, um, and that was one of the first ideas that our internal design studio came up with that they wanted a fridge to, to uh, resemble that and Italian culture is very much at the heart of what Smeg does um, and that clearly gives us a lot of inspiration for the products we develop Unbelievable and, and, and where, where do you fit in? So, so, so what, 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 you know if, we, if you were bringing your, your role and the fun you're having and you said something which I think should resonate with so many of the listeners. And you do see all the quotes on social media, whether it's Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, you know, if you love what you do, you'll never work again for the rest of your life. Well, tell me that on a Monday morning, you know, when I'm <laughs> when Fulham have got beat and like, it's been a tough weekend. We, we all know that that's not always the case, but I, I truly do do love everything I do, whether that's with my recruitment business, doing doing a podcast with Jones Digital now, which is which is grown beyond my wildest dreams, you know, and that grew from lockdown. Your role in marketing and head of marketing in, in the UK, that's right, isn't it? Yep. So, So what does that involve on a, on a, you know, for, for people that would aspire to be you? What, what, what is it you do? Well, first of all, it's about getting up in the morning. It's, it's about getting out of bed and really wanting to change, change things and make a difference. And uh, a company like Smeg, which is family-owned, family-run, we get that opportunity. So we can get up in the morning, have some plans and ideas. They don't all go to plan, um, but things that... things. You, you have the ability to make a difference in, in this company. And that is absolutely what I love about it, that I can go in, the agenda can change, um, but I walk away at the end of the day and we've achieved something. We're not a statistic, we're not a number. We love what we do. We're very passionate people. And I think particularly in marketing, sales and marketing, you have to be passionate mm. to get out of bed and, and make, that, make a difference the day, every day when, you, when, you, when you're in the office or meeting clients or suppliers. And... and uh, you got to enjoy it, have a bit of fun. Yeah, and that, but that 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 I get that I guess it comes through. So so you've got your team. You you are working with a sexy product. You're working with a sexy brand. So that's that's enviable for so many, and, and aspirationally, it's people want to be involved in it. But but when you're when you're going toe to toe in a world which could involve you know Maserati, Maximari, you know, so it is it is leading design. It is there. That must present challenges which which the, the layman, you know, someone, some, me and Charlie would look at and go, well, we wouldn't even think of in terms of that because, you know, I, I'm wearing a certain brand of trainer because I like, you know, because it's it's there and, it, and it's perceived that's that's what I will wear. and Or you're, you're led by design. What are the influences for the brand now? Where, where do you get those triggers I mean, from? The influences is absolutely Italy. And, yeah. and it's whether it be food, whether it be design, whether it be fashion, whether it be motoring, whether it be engineering, tourism, um, literally levers from all of those areas have, have influenced our products from the Italian Riviera to Dolce & Gabbana um, to the colourways of the classic old Lambrettas and mm. Fiat 500s to the cobbled streets and the, the one one thing that um, that has really resonated recently as well is is the is the culture in Italy of 
Um, very family orientated, um, entertaining, big, big, large family, sit around the dinner table, big enjoy large food. table, all eat yeah, together, La Familia, Bowl, bowls of food shared. Sh- yeah, exactly. Yeah. La Familia y Tuto. Family is everything. Yeah. Um, it's a phrase that we coined in lockdown um, on social media to try and change how we communicated um, from quite a pushy, pushy message to we actually care about yeah. our clients, our customers, our staff. Family is everything. Um, and we. Um, Todo es familia en España. Yeah. Exactamente. Yeah, so, I, I mean, we we, we could, do, but but I, I I spent I was lucky enough to spend a lot of time in, Andalu- in Andalusia, so in southern Spain, when my children grew up, and that that family led culture changed my world. You know, in terms yeah. of you you can go out and eat with young children, you can all be round the table inside your home or outside your home and you're welcomed in it is yeah, yeah. it is very different to, to what i grew up with in yeah. in, in southwest london you know in fulham yeah. but that wasn't definitely the way and yeah. and and the world has evolved that way and and yeah. it's it's amazing if i guess if you look at the strength of the brand globally yeah. that those values are still coming through well that's it i think where i would start on this one is the kitchen very much is the heart of everyone's home and mm. um, we've we've noticed it more and more through lockdown and um, we do our homework in it we do our I mean, my wife's a teacher. She's been teaching lessons in it. Mm. I've been trying to uh, conduct business meetings in it. We eat. We do. We literally it is everything in our ha- in our mm. home. Um, if we had a dog, it would be wrestling around the kitchen as well. And, well I have one of those in my uh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, I'm most not allowed know a dog. My dog Snoop, so, but but do you, do you know? It's it's you know we are next year. You know, talking about what's expected to be between two. But I'm going to take this podcast and the diaries and, and my social content, and I'm going to bring it into my home. You know, and my wife, we've spoken about this, and we're going to we're going to to you know this, Charlie. But we're going to record more in in the home in our kitchen, and we're going to kind of bring different chefs in to work with us and just and it's taking you know I could talk about recruitment all day passionately and I will talk about that and I love what I do but if you can talk about recruitment in a setting which makes people feel comfortable and and you're bringing people in that can offer advice and then you, you bring your digital storytelling in it does actually make a difference, and I've seen that with some of your projects, with your, with the demos you're doing, with the with the teasers that are going out. You're, you're getting back at it now, aren't? Yeah, isn't absolutely. it? Big time. Absolutely, and as I say, the kitchen is the heart of the home. We live and breathe our life in it, and for for us, um, people people want a statement of uh, of their life in a way. And and if you're if you look quite closely at this Meg at this Meg name. There's two letters in the middle of SMEG, the M and the E, and it's me. Mm. Um, and it's a selfish, indulgent purchase, but it's a purchase that people make to to feel special. They 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 live and breathe in the in the space. Be it a fridge, be it a cooker, be it a high end oven, um, be it some small appliances with a spot of colour, um, and they. Um, it, it, it's it's as much about who they are as 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 the function that the product um, pursues, and uh, and that's really exciting to sort of bring all that together. It's a focal point in your home. Yeah, and, and that that self indulgent purchase that you know that that I'm going to spoil myself. You know, we're we're recording this on Black Friday, right? So it is actually. I mean, Black Friday's been going on for three months by 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 what it feels like. But but today I think is actually the official one. And you know, I found myself. I mean, I didn't have anywhere near the journey like you did to the studio <laughs> studio job. But but on the train, I was looking. I was thinking, well, do I need this? Do I need that? And I'm like, do you know what? I might just buy something later because because I want to feel good about something and that and that's important and and i think that's what i've seen change in the in the in the 
interiors industry per se now is that you know if you want that sexy coffee maker if you want that that appliance which is going to stand out and, and maybe have the x factor if you're entertaining because that's kind exactly. of what you, you, you want to show it off um why shouldn't you have it exactly and uh that's exactly how we how we sort of approach our marketing we don't want to bog people down in black friday it's not a it's not a sort of on a whim people decide over a period of months and years and cover owning one of our products people hug them kiss them cherish them love them look after them um be be it they're really really into their food and foodies that are um uh, keen on cooking the best ingredients or someone that's just really proud of owning that smeg mm. product um it's uh, it's a lovely place to be really um we're not a gimmicky brand although people obviously see the retro side of the, of the business and have that real love 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 affair and attachment to the brand but um we're far more than that oh in your 11 years john what, what's 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 been the favorite the favourite product or the favourite the, the the one that you look back and you go wow that kind of that that's changed my world. I mean, there's I I could not honestly pick one. It, there's the, the collaborations with Dolce and Gabbana have been incredible. We've been on the catwalk, and um, the week before Victoria Beckham was was on it, and uh, that just opened up a whole new world yeah. for us. And um, trying to link into the Italian culture more and collaborate with really high-end brands another one was the fiat 500 we've got a drinks chiller in the shape of a fiat 500 we've got a fridge that, that um it's now it's now phased out um but we worked with uh, an italian designer a denim fridge um who thought a pair of jeans would end up on a fridge but um here we are and that that is what makes meg special yeah. and different the more different we are the more successful we become and, and i imagine that there's a willingness for collaborations there's there's a willingness for people to want to want to to show their me in in one of your products and that's Absolutely. that's quite unique in, in itself that 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 whereas you know lots of other brands and businesses are going out to to bring influences in to work with them and imagine you, you've got an orderly queue of people that are saying you know we could yeah. ca- can we what about this how yeah, about yeah. this and that's, Absolutely. that's 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 powerful in itself so one of the the more recent campaigns and promotions which which literally stopped me driving at times and I just thought wow was the Diet Coke and the bus stops and, and that. I mean, mm. wh- where did that come from? Because that, that was super. It was absolutely incredible. Um, and it was just literally, um, we both love LinkedIn. And, and it was um, a quick message from the brand manager at Diet Coke to say, I've had an idea, love your brand, we're doing a campaign, Diet Coke are huge, massive investment, and they wanted something that fitted with them. Going back into the 80s and the 90s, Diet Coke was all about taking a break. Yeah. And um, Diet Coke and their agencies had, had it was really... It about a fella on a windowsill, wasn't it? Yeah, like, it was with the hurly... quite ripped tabs. Yeah, yeah the, the rip builder, and yeah, yeah. it was all about <laughs> taking a break and, um, and what have you. And th- obviously their ads have evolved since then, and their engagement too, but um, they... They they bring bringing that into very much the twenty first century. They wanted to encourage chilling out, taking a break. What best to do that to chill a, fri- a fridge and a chiller, um, our little drinks fridge. And they commissioned us to make fridges for them. They've given them away on pack, um, and in return, they have absolutely smashed it in September. Um, bus stops, as you say, it was amazing. Um, it genuinely hit, was. There was a I, campaign I was... campaign in our Regent Street flagship store um, where they constructed a giant fridge and inside the giant fridge you open the fridge door uh, ice bellowed out they'd constructed um from ice an ice sculpture of a, of a smeg fridge and set into the middle of it was a diet coke can 
journalist, influencers, um, all engaging, and out popped Sophie Ellis-Baxter. And what brand could ever <laughs> say that? Um, during lockdown, <laughs> Sophie Ellis-Baxter was known for her yeah, ki- the, the, the kitchen disco. discos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the kitchen disco um, we fell in love with as a brand. We thought, absolutely perfect for our audience. Family is everything, kitchen's the heart of the home. And there's um, a pop star engaging with her audience and her family in the kitchen. Not too precious about it, having lots of fun, and we loved that. So she came and absolutely smashed it. There wasn't murder on the dance floor, oh. but it felt like it. She's just done a 24-hour dance, hasn't she? she so has. for Comic Relief as well, she she Sophie Ellis-Bexter. I've got, I've got a Sophie Ellis-Bexter story, all right? And I'm just going to bring it, it in. And uh, yeah, We've not met, OK? But, but... Um, her family are based in Sussex and um, her brother, Bertie, uh, supports a certain football team in south-west London. It's not a Fulham, is he, it? He is a Fulham fan. Bertie Baxter is a Fulham... I don't know if Sophie is, so I'm not going to say she's got the same loyalties. But Bertie Baxter is a Fulham fan. Um, he won't remember me, but he'll know my eldest boy, Harry, because they played cricket together for um, four or five years in um, in Sussex in, in a little village called Barkham. They played in the same team. And he went to the same school as my younger son. So there's a Fulham connection with the Smeg branding. That's all I'm saying. I have massive sympathy, I, I must admit. Being a Man United fan, I cannot really condone that. There you go, there you go. But but as as, as a Man United fan, I guess it's uh, it, it, it's transient times as well, isn't it? Absolutely. You have to learn to adjust and be resilient, don't you? And at the end of the day, um, fans' favourite... Um, turn to um, fans' enemy in the space of uh, 18 months or so. Um, at the end of the day, it doesn't change what he's achieved at the club and still goes down I, in the, I, in I the folklore. I posted about it on LinkedIn, actually. I thought he handled himself amazingly and the, yeah. and the raw emotion he showed. That, yeah. you know, and you just think that's, that, to me, is what makes football special at any level. Yeah. Um, you know, we, We've changed managers. I, I, I was quite sorry to see Scott Parker go, but if I look at it factually, statistically, we had 11 games to stay in the Premier League. We won none. Or we yeah. won one. Yeah. You know, it's a results Absolutely. business. So 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 I think I think you have to take that emotion out. But the the the, the diet coke campaign was was very oh, special. Absolutely incredible. It lifted the brand um and um really aligned with, with their and our audience. It was a really and nice We've got fit. to go back to that point. You mentioned that we both share a love for, for LinkedIn and for me it is my go-to only real platform. I've got others that, that are developing other platforms for me but LinkedIn is where I hang out. It's where I have fun. Yeah. And, and I don't see it as work. I actually see it as fun. It's yeah, yeah. it's really... I mean, someone said to me back when I launched a business joint in 2003 that I could message you, you know, with... with on LinkedIn and get a reply and, and you'd be here in the studio. It just, mm. you just, you don't know how lucky you are nowadays. Exactly, yeah. And, and to think that, that, that the, the brand director of Diet Coke has, has felt the same and yeah, he's yeah. messaged, you know, that's just and, phenomenal. Yeah, and for me, LinkedIn's so special in that respect because you can get an immediate response from somebody and, and I, it pinged in on my phone and I thought, is this real? Um, <laughs> and then I messaged back 30 seconds later the next thing is, we're on the phone a minute later. Yeah. And his excitement, my passion, we, um, and within a month, we'd, run, we'd, we'd got a, basically a £2.5 million campaign off the ground. It was quite incredible. Through the, um, pa- through the power of LinkedIn and the power, power of the brands. John, it's been, it's been a brilliant introduction to you. It's been a brilliant introduction, almost like a behind-the-scenes of a brand we all love. Um, it's been a great, great first half of the podcast. Thank you so much. No problem.
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, are you ready? The digital revolution is no longer a spectator sport. It's game on. The magical art of storytelling is the future. Social, content, branding, podcasts, video marketing, and virtual 360 tours. This is Jones Digital. Okay, so here we go again. It's the second half of episode five. John Davis from Smeg UK has actually spoke to us about Diet Coke, Sophie Ellis-Bexter, Fiat 500s and Maseratis. What more do you want in your life? It's like it's like a dream come true, your job, John. Amazing, amazing. So, and, that, and that leads me on to what we do at Jones Digital. Digital storytelling for us, was, it's, it was a business born out, of, born out of zero recruitment in lockdown and we know where we are now and we're, we're, we're really trying to encourage people in our industries to, to have the confidence to, to, to share their story, you yeah. know, because you can offer something to someone. That, that storytelling and the power of stories is something which resonates within the Smeg family and your business, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, stories are inherent to the, uh, the very, very founding of the business. Smeg was a metal enameler, and the stories go right back to how we enamelled metal, how the business grew, the young sort of entrepreneurship of the brand, how it found its way into appliances, Second World War. They spotted an opportunity to um, automate more of the things in the kitchen and make life easier for people. Um, And that entrepreneurship has run through the business. The stories that we've created have evolved. Um, They've come from our history and our heritage, the collaborations that we've worked on, the people that we've been um, lucky enough to work with over the years. Um, and and it is it's, it's authentic. Um, a lot of organisations um, across industry have to invent their stories. They have to come up with ideas and present themselves. Whereas with Smeg, it's natural, and um, you're not having to do that. Literally, in, in many ways, we've got too many stories. We, we sometimes can confuse people. We've got too many products. We've got too many stories. What do you focus on? In our sector alone, we've, we compete in multiple categories. Most, most competitors compete in just one. Um, so their total focus is in, is in one sector of, of the market. Um, but we've got stories everywhere. And, um, and we're not looking to change that because at the end of the day, that uniqueness is why people buy into the brand. Fantastic. And, and, and it also it gives substance, it gives belief and it gives feeling into why the brand is what it is. And, and yes, you draw interest and, and you've got that. And, and you know, it's, a, it's iconic, it's retro, it's sexy, but it has to work and it has to do what it says and it has to keep being current as well. It does. You know, you, know, you does. can't always be vintage, you can't always be retro, you've got to be current with it. And, and we're going to talk about something which is very, very current. And sometimes fate, and, and it's a cruel mistress and spooky, but we, um, my, my boy was back on leave, and my youngest boy, and we sat down as a family to watch, uh, watch a film on Sky. So you know where I'm going with this, don't you, John? I do. So, so we, went down to, we sat down to watch the, the, the James Bond film, No Time to Die, which I, I think was slightly too long and probably slightly tried a bit too hard at times, but... At parts was absolutely breathtakingly brilliant as well. Yeah. Um, it brought the humour back, which I liked at the start. So yeah, it, was, yeah. um, it was it was it was a masterpiece in terms of filmmaking. But then we get to Q's gaff. We go round Q's house, the, the new Q, and the name's Bond, James Bond. But from a from a kitchen perspective, you bossed it in that kitchen. Amazing. And um, thinking back to how it all began was. Um, 
again, another inquiry. Would you like to collaborate? Um, and it was an inquiry from a random company. I didn't even put two and two together. B25 Limited. Who who on earth is B25? And then you think and you go, ah, oh, yes, the 25th Bond film, B25. Of course it is. Um, and uh, of, course, <laughs> of course Daniel Craig needs a hob to cook on tomorrow at Pinewood Studios. Um, can you send a motorbike there to, um, to get it all sorted? Um, of course we can send a hob and of course we can help you. But like... Unlike many organisations, the Aston Martins, the Jaguar Land Rovers, the um, the sexy watches, Smeg is a brand in need and in demand and is well thought, thought of. And the idea of, of placing the products in an authentic kitchen for Q was, um, was very natural to them. They actually paid us for the uh, product placement of those products, um, which speaks wonders for the brand. And, and, because, and, I, and I counted three. Was there more than three in there? Uh, we actually did uh, seven products of which some were cut out of scenes. Yeah. And I was absolutely devastated because we had ovens and um, Daniel Craig was actually stirring on the Smeg hob. Um, the scene was cut and uh, it went from Daniel Craig arriving, uh, Bond arriving at Q's place, um, through to um, the sort of the, the cat the cat making whispers and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. some funny jokes going on. Um, but... Um, ultimately, it was a natural habitat for somebody that but was quite re- techy, really geeky, gadgety. I mean, the way, the way they the, the 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 products lived in his house and that part, and that was where I said that was where I thought the film was at its best. I mean, it's not point, it's not it's not it's not a, a film review here, but but that's where I thought it was at its best. It brought back those those relationships and and that there and you know and I and I, I remember sitting there going like I can't believe that I can't believe I'm watching it for the first time and I, and John John's with me later on this week, but. Yeah, but did it really happen just from a message? Like it just that? happened like that. Yeah, and the power of the brand. There are lots of examples of, job, of, yeah. of engagement like this in the films and the TV programs that we've supported over the years. And it just starts with an inquiry. Sometimes it's really rubbish because probably inquiry-wise, we're getting ten to fifteen people a day coming to us saying, "Would you like to collaborate?" And most of it is completely unfounded. It's people that want something for nothing. It's people that are chancing it um, and not really willing to offer us in return. So when you find those genuine um, opportunities, they're a real gem. And they, they reward you time and time again for, for going the extra mile to support them, to send in the motorbike to Pinewood Studios to get it sorted so Daniel Craig can cook and, and that stuff. So for me, it, um, when, when we see the outsta- these outstanding opportunities, we'll bend over but backwards. True. Again, you know, I'm just turning a bit of a stato here, but but Daniel Curry cooks for the cast. He cooks for the other. Actors. It's something he does on yeah, set yeah. to to yeah. get them all bonding up. He's something he's quite because I, I was listening to him on the I think it was on the Zoe Ball show one morning, on, and, and and he was talking about that how it gets people together, and you know, and it's uh, and you just think again that that also is also a representation of your customer. You know, the, the family. He's bringing the the production, the actors together Absolutely. to, yeah, to yeah. do that. And and on set, he's he's Dan. He's mm. Dan. I mean, to us, we're like, oh, Daniel Craig. Did you hang out now, you, you and Daniel? Me yeah, and Dan, yeah, yeah. We, we meet a lot. Yeah. It's not Daniel, he's <laughs> yeah. Dan. Oh, yeah, Come sorry, on. Sorry, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, that's how far in he is, mate. Do you know, do you know what I mean? But, but, but again, thank you so much for sharing some of that because it, cause it, it just gives, gives, I think, the, the listeners who are thinking about how they can promote their own brand and their own story and their own market some ideas because, you know, 
in your community there will be someone that, that cooks or does this. And you you saw some of these amazing collaborations. We're, we're working with a kitchen showroom where they've got a Michelin chef, you know, local to them, and they're doing demos with them. And it was kind of all born during lockdown. It's got better and better. And you can just see opportunities to, to do this in different levels because not everyone could hang out with the A-list. Yeah. So, so you've got to find your own A-list. And, you've got to, and I say this a lot. People say, well, where do you get your ideas? I say, well... I don't really have any that good ideas. I just try and have fun and, yeah, and be yeah. myself. But but if you can be yourself in a market and and have fun and, and put yourself out there, people like that. They like the authenticity, Absolutely, don't they? Yeah. And it's about being different, isn't it? It's about carving something that's unique to you and not just being the same as everyone else. And uh, I think that that can really work for, for organisations. And, like, we're no stranger to that. And I'm not, I'm not saying that I hang out with Dan all the time. Um, I've not even met the guy. I've, I've, I've spoken to colleagues that, um, that work with him and I've, I know his personal trainer. But he's not precious about who he is. He leaves his title at the door. He's yeah. not Daniel Craig. He's Dan. And as you say, he cooks for them. I mean, for us, we've had experiences whereby we've worked with Jamie Oliver. We've worked with Nigella Lawson. Um, and we've had some experiences where we've worked with, uh, with top celebrities that have not really supported us. Um, and... Uh, we we look at we look at things and we're not this huge um, faceless organisation that can't engage with with smaller audiences or different audiences. I mean, at the moment, for example, we're Theo Randall. Um, it's not all about Instagram numbers. Um, there's chefs that have got two, three, five a million followers. Um, but what's a million followers? Are they are they people that are truly engaged? Is it authentic? Um, Theo Randall is a Michelin Italian chef, and he specialises in Ita- northern Italian food, inspired by the region in which Smeg is based. So why not work with um, Theo Randall to bring the brand to life, to bring some several new launches that we've got coming soon to life? We don't have to be playing with the big A-listers that have got huge amounts of followers to make something that's real and special. And, that, and, that, and that's where your role, that, that's where you earn your pound, chilling and pens. It's understanding where, 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 where the return on investment is and, and where you want to go. And that, and that you know, let, let's say the name's Davis, John Davis, because I mean, you know, that we could, yeah, I'm not going to let him get away with that. You know, no, no, not, not going to let him away, 007. But, but we're not talking 007, let's talk 2022. Um, what, what, from a marketing perspective, uh, what, what new trends do you think will evolve in general across the across our industry next year? I mean, has the world changed, or are we all, are we all just looking to experience things? And I mean, digital clearly has made massive strides forward, and the way people shop, the way people engage, multi-screening, and all that side of stuff. But I think what COVID has also taught us all is that. We do crave human experiences. Why don't we go back to the shows and the exhibitions? Why don't we um, run face-to-face launch events rather than doing everything on Zoom? Like, people want to have personal relationships, and it is about that. And we're, we're not a faceless organisation, and the things that we're doing in marketing are trying to hang out and with that, our customers. And that's so true, though, but, but you live that and you breathe that. Because we were speaking late last night, and we were talking about, you know, we might have to reschedule or we could do it remotely and then we spoke and we're like don't no. want to do and it I'm like, if I had a gun in my head I don't want it I want you in the studio with me and you're like yeah I want to be in the studio and you're yeah, like well, yeah. let's do it and, yeah, and it was yeah. like and that's and that I think makes it so special because you don't get the connections yeah, yeah. That, that you can do but 
digital plays a huge, huge part. And, yeah. and I think we're going to see different trends. We're going to see different challenges. Um, is there anything special that you can share with our listeners that you've got planned with Schmeg UK for 2022? Well, I'm sure there'll be a few collaborations um, that are coming forward. Um, some of the names that you might have mentioned earlier might be involved in some of those collaborations. Um, it's an exciting time for the brand. Yeah. We're always looking to the future. We don't take it lightly, though. We don't take on too much. Um, and there's an awful lot of approaches that we turn off um, because we either can't cope or the fit's not quite right. Um, but, yeah, I think there's some really nice, exciting stuff. We've recently been working with Michelin chefs. Um, we've invested over €20 million Euros in a new cooking platform um that cooking platform's called galileo um inspired again by italy and um the famous italian philosopher and um we we're trying to be different we're trying to change the industry we're trying to make things better for consumers and um uh, the, the oven and the range of ovens that we're launching are a, a true game changer um Whereas at the moment, if you were to use a conventional oven to cook, um, we all um, do we all eat um, a roast roast chicken on a Sunday? We lots of us like to sit down at the weekend with our family and enjoy a nice Sunday roast. Um, a typical chicken would take you maybe an hour and a half to cook, and in that time, when you're cooking and you're preparing, you're not engaging with your family you're not hosting your friends in the way that you might like. Um, the product that we're bringing through cooks. Um, as good, if not better, than the, than, than the current ranges of ovens on the market. Um, but it does it in just 30 minutes. So a chicken in 30 minutes, um, succulent from the middle, um, brown on the outside. Um, you might wonder how we do that and how we cut it from an hour and a half to 30 minutes. Smeg's strapline is technology with style. And people think of us as style. Um, there's a lot more to come from Smeg and technology is at the heart of it. Technology with smile, a roast chicken in 30 minutes. Um, I'm not letting you leave the studio. I want to know the secrets. I I, want to know the secrets. But again, there there is a family, the family ethos comes through there because, you know, I watch and I I try and help and I get in my wife's way when we're doing roast, you know, and I'm sort of ushered out, please, please, you know, go go away. It's a bit stressful at Christmas. Yeah, yeah, we're we're all away for Christmas this year. We're going to the Pembrokeshire coast of Wales. uh, God's country. Yeah, we're going there. We've got a little fisherman's cottage and, uh, yeah, we're actually doing it together, me, Jane, the two boys, and, you know, and that is special family time and the little spaniels come in, you know. Absolutely. Uh, But we're looking looking for that. And uh, and I just think that when you talk about technology, Technology with style and doing something with a bit of panache, a bit of the X factor. We are the world's going to evolve, you know. So, so we, so everything is going to change, and we're going to advance with it. And you can fight against it, but ultimately, you know. And I always say, I always say to my team, I'm down with the kids. I know what's going on. I often don't know what's going on, but I can see that you blag it. Oh, all day long, oh, all day really? long, all, all day long. But then you start, then you start researching it, and then you start looking into it, and you start saying, well, well, we can do our own. Technology. We can do our own thing with style. You can do everything with, with with actually some passion and creativity, and that's what I think people buy in. So, so if we sum, 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 summarise that, John, it's going to be an exciting 2022. Oh yeah, it'd be massive. The, the company's done really well through lockdown. It started off with the nation's need to um, stockpile. Um, I can't say that we're a family that did it, although my wife did have a lot of loo roll um, stacked up on top of my smeg fridge. Of course it is, in the garage. But um, but honestly, um, Pete, the, the demand for freezers went through the roof. Then people were like, ah, 
Um, couldn't get hold of bread, couldn't get hold of flour. Stand mixes started to become popular. Mm. Um, our stand mixer stock sold out um, in a couple of months. Um, people were then craving their Starbucks and their Costa coffee. Um, but they, the shops were shut. People were encouraged not to leave their homes. So people started investing in beautiful coffee machines for their kitchens. And then, of course, they'd spent so long in the bloody four walls of the... Um, heart of the home, the kitchen, um, that they thought, oh, you know what, I need a change. And the surgeon built in appliances and range cooking went through the roof. People mm. looking to change their kitchens. There wasn't the, the same uh, investment in or need to travel abroad. People weren't commuting as far, saving money. Even those that were on furlough were potentially saving money. But, um, but you, did, you did go through some real changes. You know, we, we, sure. we, we, we moved out of, um, out of a lovely town in Sussex and we had a townhouse we were living in you know and it was it was very nice it was big it was it was, it was a very desirable postcode and, and we moved right on the coast now to a smaller property actually so it's, it's a sort of a smart trendy bungalow conversion um on the coast so actually a smaller property in terms of you know overall size but the, the way it works in terms of open plan living into the garden, the kitchen with the island, all of a sudden, you, you kind of, everyone's back together. Absolutely. And, and it works so fantastically. And, and we, we did learn that. And, you know, I learned things that actually my wife and I can go for a walk with a dog and enjoy ourselves just as much as doing something else or something, something which is perceived what you should be doing. So, so it, it did give you a raw humbleness, but it, it also, I guess, inspired innovation and inspired yeah, design for, for you and your business. Absolutely. Let's face it, we're all time poor, aren't we? We're multi-screening all the time. We're checking our phones for emails and messages and WhatsApps. But Sometimes you've got to switch off, haven't you? You've got to switch off and engage with the people that matter. You've got to do the things that you enjoy and not just immerse yourself constantly in digital technology. And there are switch off times, and I've personally done it and I've benefited from it. Yeah, it does. I mean, mentally, I've, we, physically. We, we had a week away um, in, in the Wittering, so, so still in Sussex, but we had a week away and we, we stayed in, my wife and I, we stayed in an, a, a glamped up railway carriage. So it was, a, you know, posh camping, really. It was just a, it was an old Brighton railway train that had been, been done. It was probably you know, two, two of these studios, but we were on the beach. So it's, and we were blessed with some weather. So it was absolutely beautiful. And, you know, and, and during that time, I, I, I did not put any of my devices on. They, they were locked away. You know, my, um, my wife had spoken to the office and said, look, you've got my number if there's anything really important. Nothing, the world still turned. Mm. I came back after seven, eight days. I was fresh. I was mm. a little bit tanned and, you know, completely. But mine was clear. Hadn't be, I hadn't answered an email. I hadn't been on LinkedIn. I hadn't done anything at all. And the world still turned, and it was almost that reset. You know, we talk about yeah, yeah. when something's not working. You, 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 you know, we turn that off and on. That mix it, I turn it off and on to get it going again. You know, yeah, you turn your computer absolutely. off. And on. We don't reset ourselves enough, John. Do we? No, we don't. I mean, I find um, going into a holiday, I use the weekend as my switch off because if I if I take leave and the emails are pinging, then I can't stop and mm. I just carry on and I carry on. Draws you I, in, doesn't it? I even, yeah, it does draw you in. And I mean, even on my honeymoon, my wife would kill me if I say this. Um, I used to make excuses to go to the loo to send emails for work. Now, is that acceptable when you're in Africa, in the Masai Mara on your honeymoon, to say, I've got, I'm making excuses that aren't real to go and do work? And for me, I look back at that and I think that's just not acceptable. Work gave me time off to, for me, um, and I didn't take mm. it. I was, in, I was distracted with, uh, with other stuff. 
And I've learned from that. So I now know that when I when I do book some leave, I make sure that I finish on a Friday. Um, my phone doesn't turn off, but I spend the weekend chilling. And then when Monday comes, it's like ah, I'm I'm cool now. I've done a couple of days without without the devices, and um, I can I can enjoy my time off with the family. And, and that's important. I mean, I've 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 played that game as a, as in my corporate career and in my and, and as a business owner, I've. I think we're speaking about it downstairs. You know, one of the reasons we're in Sussex. But I've compromised the I've compromised the business for the family. I've compromised the family for the business, and you you make the right decisions for the wrong reasons, and it all becomes a bit of a bit of a head mess. Um, I've been that person that, that in a in a restaurant on on in southern Spain has gone to the toilet and rung the office and stuff like that and been stressed. And I don't think you realise the damage it has on on, on others. And yourself, and as you get older, I realise that, and I think, oh my god, you really weren't that intelligent then. Like you, and yeah, so, yeah. so I look at it now, and I think that I do work hard, and I do play hard, and and I do work hard again, and and I joke about thirty hours a day, eight days a week, and you know I've got to do vampire hours, and but actually, I, I'm in a blessed position situation where I can choose when I work and when I do, and and I can get drawn in. And, and we were talking we were talking downstairs, Charlie, Charlie, me and John, I was saying that, you know, a lot of the times when I need to be available are before work. They are after work. They are at, at the weekend because that's when people want to talk to me. And, mm. and, and if you get your mindset that you're going to do that but you pay it back in other areas, you can Absolutely. still be really successful. And, you know, yeah, the hustle goes on, the grind goes on, but you can do it in your terms. And I think... I think that's where we all learn and, and we can all, all do a lot better. Absolutely. And let's face it, working in, in the creative sector, sales and marketing, um, sometimes it is a bit of space to um, come up with ideas, to come up with new approaches. And um, those ideas often pay dividend. Sometimes I'll, um, I'll be thinking at the weekend about something. My mind's not always on the job, but um, an idea will come to me. I'll see something and I'll go, oh, that is amazing. I'm going to use that for Smeg. And um, we're not... I'm not big enough to think our oh, influence from outside. I don't know everything, and, and and ideas that come from from other places are absolutely and and often it's without it's not in the sector at all. Mm. It's just cool things that people but are that, doing. But that's that's where and I get my learning. inspiration from. I certainly don't don't get recruitment inspiration from the recruitment world, and, and you know and digital storytelling and, and the video projects we work on and the projects you're involved in, Charlie, with us. You know, it's not from my sector. It, it's, it's other factors that it's sport, it's fashion, it, it's it's media, it's it's different, it's music, it's it's different different environments where you see good stuff happening yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that that's that's where that's where your ideas come from and Absolutely. and you just transfer it into your into your well but I've got something for you, John. That, you know, for Go me, for, for me, thank you for coming down. So I know you missed out. All right, you missed out last year on the lockdown diary. So yeah. I've got you a personal signed copy. Oh, amazing! There you go. It's you just should, what I've always you, wanted. You should Peter. be in it. So, so I, I see that as a statement piece. So I think the next time you hang out with it's Dan, even signed. Next time you hang out with Dan, I think that you know he, he could maybe he could put his gun on it or something. You know? Wow. Maybe maybe you could give me a copy and I'll product place it in there, his office. There you go. There and, you go. And also, in, in memory of my my first orange fridge, in memory of my first orange fridge, we brought you through um, Gin and Jones, who are not my business in any way, but Andy Jones shares the same name with me. I've got you and your family. Um, if you're not teetotal, if you are, just pass it on to someone else. Thank you very much. An artisan bottle of gin, which is orange. Nice, thank you there very you much. That's for you, John. So, thank you very much. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, is there 
a closing message you want to send out to our listeners, our connections? Is there anything you want to end this podcast on? I I thought uh, I mean last night was a prime example. Um, I was going into a, a late night do in London, and. For me, the message is being kind. It's being kind to each other. Um, it's about taking time for yourself. People are scrambling on that underground, um, not looking after each other, getting right in each other's faces and um, wait, uh, trying to sort of scramble into before the door shuts. Um, there were pregnant ladies on there and older, older people and stuff. No regard at all. And for me, I think... That's a key thing is just be kind, um, look after yourself. And in looking after yourself, you look after others. Um, a bit of kindness goes a long way. And for me, yeah, it, it, personally, I live by the fact that I'm passionate and the fun that you can have in your job, don't take yourself too seriously. Um, it really, really pays off in the long run. Fantastic. John, it's a, it's a brilliant end to the episode. I think you've um, you've brought your 11 years at Smeg to life in a, in a way which is shared stories, it's shared emotion. The, I'm going to get you to do it. Do, do, the, do the Italian family bit again for me. La familia e tutto. There you go. Fa- family is everything, yeah? Fa- family is everything. You're very much part of the Foyne Jones family. This was episode five, Back to Business. Thanks to our sponsors, MHK Holding UK. The name's Davis, John Davis from Schmeg UK. That was episode five, Back to Business. Thanks for listening. John, you've been a brilliant guest. Next week, we're going to be joined by Bart Murphy from HSS. HSS.